What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Happy Monday. Today is March 2nd, 2020. Here's what you missed today while you were too busy doing you. So this weekend saw some more COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus news. I'm just going to hit the hot points as there seems to be CV news daily. So the big things... Five people in Washington state have now died after complications arising from the coronavirus, bringing the U.S. total to six. Now, all seem to have had underlying conditions and most have been of mature age. And I'm talking like plus 70. Not that there's anything wrong with that or there's any less value to their life, but just giving you the facts here. Now, every continent so far has reported at least one case with over 90,000 people in total having been reported as infected. New York State now has had its first patient as a Manhattan healthcare professional in her 30s contracted the virus, seemingly while traveling through Iran. But it looks like her and her partner have done everything correct to keep it under control. She is under home quarantine, but as with other areas... Professionals are starting to believe that people have been contracting the virus unbeknownst to them, and there's probably going to be an influx of reports over the next few weeks. So if you were trying to avoid some coronavirus news, get ready, because it's probably going to be all I talk about by the end of the month. Good God, I hope not. I'm tired of this. All right, Saturday we received some interesting results from the primary in South Carolina because Vice President Joe Biden came roaring back with a huge win. Not only did he edge out his competitors, but he destroyed the competition, capturing almost 50% of the total votes. And the distant second was Senator Bernie Sanders, capturing almost 20% of the votes, followed by Tom Steyer. Klobuchar, Mayor Pete, and then Liz Warren. Speaking of which, one of the other centrist Democrats, Mayor Pete, must have seen some really bad numbers coming his way for Super Tuesday because his campaign decided to bow out following Tom Steyer's resignation as well. So now we only have Klobuchar and Bloomberg left as the center-left candidates. So Biden may be looking to pull in all those central Democratic votes this Tuesday. It really will be a Super Tuesday for someone, trust. Elizabeth Warren, however, doesn't seem to care that she came in last place on Saturday. Her campaign sent out a memo that seems to imply they don't think anyone's going to get a delegate majority and the convention will be contested. Now, what that means is they'll all have to duke it out at the Democratic convention this spring and rally for delegate votes, something that the DNC has really been trying to avoid. I'm thinking this is a stall tactic for this Tuesday. So after tomorrow's vote, we'll see where the numbers really stand. And of course, right after I recorded this, Amy Klobuchar announced that she was suspending her campaign and throwing her support behind former VP Joe Biden. The race is pretty much down now to the big two, Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders. I guess we shall see come tomorrow. So I wanted to talk about the Afghanistan peace treaty that took place over the weekend. And I I thought it was at least a significant step to getting us out of the region after over 19 years. But then things changed. And now it seems pretty silly that this was even a thing. See, the Taliban have previously refused to negotiate with the Afghan government. So the deal on Saturday was just with the U.S., who, if you recall 
invaded Afghanistan weeks after the 9-11 attacks by Al-Qaeda, who at the time was based in Afghanistan, and we've never really left. And one of the terms of the agreement, well, apparently it was the release of 5,000 prisoners by the Afghan government. But on Sunday, Afghanistan's president, Ashraf Ghani, told reporters his government had agreed to no such release. Quote, there is no commitment to releasing 5,000 prisoners. This is the right and the self-will of the people of Afghanistan. It could be included in the agenda of the intra-Afghan talks, but cannot be a prerequisite for talks, end quote. So now the Taliban are set to resume attacks against the government forces again. So that was just a big friggin' waste of time for everyone as the ceasefire has, well, ceased itself. The greater question here is why the heck Mike Pompeo really thought he could trust the Taliban to keep their word? I mean, seriously, Mike, violence reduction? That's it? If you could see me, you'd know I was physically shaking my head. There's this story going around about a CEO of a card payments company, Gravity Payments to be specific, who did extremely well for himself. By age 30, he was already a millionaire and his business was booming. But then he had a revelation of sorts. He realized his personal success hadn't really translated at all to his employees. Based out of Seattle, a $40,000 a year salary wasn't exactly making ends meet. But he thought, hey, in this point, I can actually do something about this. So he took a huge pay cut, gave up some of his stocks, even put a mortgage on two of his homes. That's right. He had two homes in Seattle. And then he made a huge announcement. From now on, it would be 70000 a year. It was the minimum for salaried employees. And that was about five years ago. So how exactly did this all turn out? Well, his company has prospered. It's now twice the size. Business revenue has tripled. And corporate morale, as you can imagine, is way up. Way up. Quote, there was a little bit of concern among pontificators out there that people would squander any gains that they would have. At the time, Rush Limbaugh told his radio listeners that I hope this company is a case study in MBA programs on how socialism does not work because it's going to fail. Well, we've really seen the opposite. End quote. My question to you is, why do you think this worked? Was this just company morale boosted by higher pay? Did he light a fire under everyone's ass to meet the demands of that higher pay? Or was he just personally hungrier to make it happen in order to pay off those two new mortgages he hopped into? Or was it just a benefit of the overall consumer market growing in those five years and he hasn't just yet felt the pains of the higher salaries? He might be feeling it now with all this market drop amid the COVID-19 panic. The cynic in me says it's the latter, but I want to believe it was the higher corporate morale. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter for a deeper dive into this combo. Born Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, Puerto Rican singer-songwriter better known as Bad Bunny, dropped a surprise album Friday night titled Y-H-L-Q-M-D-L-G, which is an acronym that stands for Yo Hago Lo Que Me Da La Gana, or I Do Whatever I Want. 
And that he does. See, Bad Bunny says, quote, right now I'm in the happiest moment of my career. In a one-on-one interview with Billboard, who's hosting the 2020 Billboard Latin Music Awards in April, he went on to say, quote, it was an amazing year full of amazing moments, and I'm so grateful, but I think 2020 will be a lot better. And I'm sure it's been pretty great so far for him. He kicked it off with a surprise Super Bowl performance alongside J-Lo, Shakira, and longtime collaborator J Balvin, which was watched by over 103 million people in the U.S. alone. So back to the album, 20 tracks, a couple of collaborations with the likes of Daddy Yankee, R&B singer Setch, Joely Rondi, and more. Quote, I can do whatever I want. That's how I feel right now. It's about doing what you feel, end quote. Show enough, he recently actually appeared on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, rocking a skirt and a t-shirt which read, Mataron a Alexa, no un hombre con falda, referencing the recent murder in Puerto Rico in which a transgendered woman was murdered, filmed, and posted on social media only for being who she was. All the news agencies on the island, of course, referred to Alexa as a man in a skirt versus calling her by her name. Bad Bunny has been a huge advocate for the alternative lifestyle movements, and you can really tell that they feel the love right back. This latest album, though, fire, straight fire. Go check it out and listen for yourself. If you're trying to get into a good party mood, trust you won't be disappointed. Well, my beautiful people, that's your top five news stories of the day. Always remember, keep staying focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news. 